surf's up, brah. Yep, welcome to We're Potting This Together. You know, the podcast where we guide you through all your Disney Channel original movies that you love or love to hate. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. And this week, we're going to be taking a look at the radical ninth decom Johnny Tsunami from the wonderful year of 1999. This was a very laid back. Yeah, it was a very beachy, relaxing, you know. It was nice. This movie was not what I was expecting by the title. The title made it seem like it would be a very fast-paced, weather-related, go-get-em sort of movie, and it was... Half human, half tsunami. Yeah, basically. Instead, it was all all human. There's so much heart in this movie. (laughs) All all human, zero tsunami. Unfortunately. All daddy issues. (laughs) Couple of them. Holy smokes. So many daddy issues. Nonetheless, I thought it was a pretty good movie still. It was basically Brink on water. I thought the exact That's, same thing. Yeah. I was going to compare it to Brink, too. Even the music, Brink had a very ska, like, Brink had a very, like, and this one also. It had a lot of fastball, which the song at the end of the way was one of those songs that I remember hearing on the radio a whole bunch. I'd actually, like, pause the movie mm. and try to figure out what was playing because it was, like, just on the tip of my brain. I couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah, I got that feeling too. It was kind of a brink, but with other extreme sports. What was weird to me is a lot of this movie takes place in Vermont, and it's supposed to be this whole snowboarding, skiing thing. When I think Vermont, I don't think snow. I don't know if it's actually snowy, but like, I'm sure it snows enough, but not to the extent where this made it look like it was filmed in Colorado or something. Yeah, where it's cold all the time or something. Yeah, and I wonder why they chose Vermont over Colorado, which would instantly, if dad was like, hey, son, we're moving to Colorado from Hawaii, people would know instantly that it was the complete polar, almost literally opposite of Hawaii versus Vermont. You don't think Vermont, like, oh, that really snowy place, that sucks for the snowboarder. Maybe they chose it for the kind of private school feel. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. The East Coast has that, like, preppy sort of, uh, yeah. reputation that Colorado doesn't have. I feel like Johnny would have fit in a lot better in Colorado than he would in Vermont. Oh, yeah. That's very true. This movie does not take place in Vermont initially. We meet Johnny. And what's his actual Tsunami. last name? Johnny. Johnny Tsunami is the grandpa, which is a misconception. Uh, Johnny Kapahala is... Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, is the name of the child. And we meet johnny and he's with his surfer bros and they're watching grandpa surfing and they're looking at family and baby photos which is funny because when i was that age i was embarrassed i wouldn't be like hey friends here's me as a toddler well johnny was really proud of his grandfather really close to him so and i think uh one of the surfer bro kids was like new around because he was telling the story about his grandfather and that one kid seemed completely unaware so it would make sense that he's like oh let me show you pictures of my grandfather from his you know big surfing days that was very true it flashes forward a bit and we're at a surfing competition and it's mm-hmm. i keep almost i keep i almost said brink it's johnny's family <laughs> watching him surf and he's this wave comes up and it's the time is almost out and he thinks that he's not going to get a wave and then he gets one and then he kind of gets lost for a while and mom's freaking out yeah 
I, you say his family was there, but it was just his grandpa and his mom. But he ends up doing well in this competition, right? Yeah, he does. I think he wins. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? <laughs> it wasn't, like, super obvious in the, I, in the movie, I feel. I don't feel like it was ever mentioned how he did in the competition. But the most annoying thing is he gets home and his dad, like, doesn't even look him in the face. Okay, the thing I thought was so annoying at this point was that um, the dad's, like, talking about his work and Johnny gets kind of interested. He's like, oh, yeah, show me how it works. And his dad uses that as a point to, like, you won't make money. How he won't make money. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a that cruel, really annoyed me. cruel way to, like, feign, feign interest in your child's life. Yeah, it was yeah. a really gross bait and switch from the point of the dad. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it, too. Like, if your kid was maybe 13 or so, and all they've done their life is hang out at the beach and, like, surfed, I'd be like, okay, maybe you should think about school a little bit. But you don't have to be so brazen about it. Yeah. Well, and being a jerk isn't the way. It's just going to turn him against you more. Yeah. It really didn't make a lot of sense why he hated uh, Grandpa the First. Um, yeah. It was... I could understand feeling like maybe the surfing lifestyle is lazy or just like... I could understand considering his father a bum, but his father didn't seem unsuccessful. He had a roof over his head, like... He raised a son who seemed to be pretty successful. Like, his life was fine. So I don't know why his father was so adamant that being a surfer is the wrong way to live your life. At this point, mom and dad kind of have this, like, little talk about the horrible influence that grandpa is having on little Johnny. And it just makes it sound like grandpa is running some drug empire and making Johnny his little, like, pusher or something. He... Uh, it seems like he's a genuinely, like, good influence on him. It's not like he's laying around watching TV. Like, surfing takes a lot of skill. <laughs> yeah, it does. It takes a lot of hard work. Like, Grandpa's probably, like, the most knowledgeable, chill guy out there. Yeah. And he was, like, full of those cliche <laughs> sayings about life that are actually true. Uh, so, after the the little talk that grandpa's making johnny sell drugs or whatever mom and dad think is going on they kind of hint that something is going wrong or something bad is going to happen that they have to tell their son about and then flash forward to the next day and johnny is rushing off to meet grandpa at the beach his parents top stop him and tell them that like hey i have a new project that i have to work on oh and by the way we're moving in a week and basically they're moving to the worst place you could ever be. Or, well, not really, but a, a pretty bad place if you're a surfer. So yeah, Johnny is obviously not super stoked. So he runs off to the beach to do some, like, stress surfing, which also, hey, your son's pretty well adjusted. He's taking his frustrations out in physical activity. Good for him. And then he says to his friends, like, what was I supposed to say? Like, I can't just ditch my parents and be like, yo, I'm staying here, brah. I love how every time he said bra, he kind of paused a little bit. Like, he really didn't want to say it, but the director is just, <laughs> you, just being like, Johnny. You're a surfer kid, remember? Brandon. How will I know? It pained him every time to say it. 
He has a heart-to-heart with Grandpa. There was a bunch of surfing analogies made. Waves and storms and stuff. Yeah. They land in Vermont, and it's snowing, which is the opposite of what it's doing in Hawaii. (laughs) Um, And of course, little Johnny did not bring a coat. He didn't think it'd be that cold. I wouldn't have, like, if I were packing for Vermont, I would probably bring, like, t-shirts or something. I don't know that I would think. Yeah. And did his parents not help him plan at all? Like They did. They said something like, we told you to leave a coat out. And he was like, yeah. how bad could it be? I don't know. I was always, anytime I was packing for anything, even if it was, like, overnight at a friend's house, I'd be like, I should bring three different shirts just in case. So... Mm-hmm. I look at him and I'm like, how did you not have two separate jackets in case you spilled something on the first one, Johnny? Yeah, they had time to move everything in their possession in one week, but he couldn't bring a jacket. They get to their beautiful new house that's fully furnished. Very beige, very basic. Or lack of. It felt, compared to like everything that was going on in Hawaii, this felt very bland. Um, One thing that I wondered throughout this movie, so like... After this, Johnny goes to school, and he wears a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Do folks that live in Hawaii actually wear Hawaiian shirts? Because I thought that was what tourists who go to Hawaii wear. If we take a trip to Hawaii, can we write it off as a tax return? I mean, we're not thing? getting paid for this at all, so I don't know if that... We need to start just claiming sponsors. That way this we can a retroactively be like, yo... Stamps.com, we talked about you back in episode 8. Money, please. I do think people wear Hawaiian shirts in Hawaii, yes. Okay. But yeah, he wears kind of just a regular clothes to school. Where we get to meet the love interest of this movie. Emily, played by Xenon. We've seen her once before. Xenon! Honestly, I didn't realize it was her at first. I was like, she looks familiar. She played a very different character. It was not at all Xenon. I don't understand how they let Johnny go to school without a uniform. They moved within a week, so it was probably like, oh, we don't have time to get a uniform, but we gotta get this kid into school. You don't think the school would have, like, a ton of extra jackets, at least, or something? Or just, like, I don't think a school that had a uniform policy would allow somebody to go there without until they got their uniform. I don't know. I don't know how private schools work. I'm I'm public school educated, and now I'm doing a decom podcast. Stay in school, kids. The kids in the new school think that Johnny. If I okay, maybe a Nebraska thing, but growing up, if a kid had come to school and was like, "Hey, I'm from Hawaii," we'd be like, "Whoa, you're the coolest." Yeah. Yeah, we would all be like, the teacher seemed super on board too. She was like, "Johnny, can you share with us parts of your culture? What are things you did?" And he'd be like, oh, I like to surf. I like to watch chicks in bikinis, all this stuff. And you'd think all the kids would be like, well, you lived such a cool life. But they were all bullying him, which seemed way off base. Yeah. And they invite him to go skiing and they push him down a hill. And how did he not die? People die in tree-related skiing accidents. <laughs> All and the it time. That was so wasn't, bad. Yeah. It wasn't a small hill. He, like, tumbled oh, head over heels for, like, miles. So at one point in this, and I noticed it at the beginning of surfing sequences, the stunt doubles in this movie were not subtle, even a little bit. 
like at one point the Johnny Tsunami rolling or Johnny Kapahala, excuse me, going down the hill had long blonde hair. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, the scenes where they're going down the hill get a little chaotic. You're like, like sometimes they'll show them going down different parts and different ways, and there's people by them sometimes. Sometimes there's not people by them. Like, what type of skiing hill are they on? When they were surfing, it was very obviously a grown ass adult versus like the yeah. child that was not like. In Brink, I was like, wow, they did really good. I actually kind of believe that. Yeah, in Brink, I was convinced that Eric Von Detten and company had learned how to rollerblade because the stunt doubles were pretty seamless. In this one, that was not the case. Yeah, I like tried squinting my eyes, but I could still tell. Which is funny because the director of this movie actually had a career as a stunt double, so you'd think he would be on it. He had some friends. Maybe that was his point. He was like, I want to make it known that stunt doubles are... Important part important. of this industry. Yeah. Well, Johnny finally gets his uniform together, except he decides to change it up. Mm-hmm. Wears a lovely Hawaiian shirt again. I thought it looked cool. It was pretty nice. He gets in trouble, though, and the headmaster dude is like, yo, we have a policy. It's so everyone feels equal, and it's about learning and not about what you're wearing. And Johnny's like, totally cool fam i'll change right away which i thought was cool like showing he's playing their game he's like okay yeah i can do this i can be part of this well the principal did what the dad wasn't doing and saying like hey here's the structure we have and here's why we have it versus like why aren't you doing this thing and why are you doing the thing i don't want you to do and i'm not giving you any reasons like a lot of times kids just want more of an explanation than because i told you so and like the principal just gave good reasons and johnny's a smart kid and he was like yeah okay that makes sense and everything that the dad starts doing gets a little more crazier like when he tells johnny he can't call his grandpa like yo we just got here you know i wouldn't call him he's probably out you know doing nothing bumming around again or something okay we but we find out who whose father johnny's dad is no, <laughs> the principal guy. The principal guy is Emily's father. Yes. And he sounds like Bill Clinton. It took me the entire scene to figure out, like, at first I thought it was a Nixon vibe, hmm. but, like, his accent was just, I don't understand it, but I liked it. To me, is he sounded like a 19... 19- from Vermont? Huh? Oh, maybe. Um, to me, he sounded like a 1920s mob boss. He had that, like, it's like that, Shiny. see? Like, hey. <laughs> we around here, we're wearing uniforms. <laughs> Spot on. We are all available for voice work. In case wow. anybody's wondering. Um, Johnny, like the urchin folk he is, takes the bus, and he meets some other cool people. He meets Sam. What's Sam's last name? Whatever. Does Sam have a last name? He did. I remember seeing it on IMDb and thinking it was a really good last name, but not good enough to write down, so whatever. Mm. So, yeah. Johnny meets Sam, who has... Do you remember those hats that he was wearing? Yeah, they oh, were those great. Are so cool. Yeah, so Johnny wants to figure out how to snowboard because he hates skiing now, which I don't think... I think it would have been a cooler movie had he decided to say, F you guys who are making fun of me. I'm going to become the best skier ever and outdo all of you. 
Like, if you would have stuck with the skiing instead, I think that could have been a cool way to take it. Yeah, I kind of like that um, he's not good at everything, though, and he's finding what he does enjoy, especially since he's been yanked away from, like, his favorite thing in the world and placed somewhere else. It's nice to see that he's, like, experimenting around and finding something yeah. similar and finding yeah, a home friend. with it because he didn't fit in with the private school kids either. So he's just finding his place in this new world. And I guess it sets it up so he can be that like that person who crosses the divide of like being in the fancy private school, being the cool snowboarder dude. So a class battle ensues. Oh, yes. We find out the private school kids are called Sky, which sounds like a drug name, and public mm-hmm. school kids are called Urchins, which is just mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't get how those names are a thing. It seems really classist, especially considering all of the Skies are white. And That's yeah. pretty accurate, I'd imagine, though. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. But it made me somewhat uncomfortable to call especially when dad was like oh the urchins like yeah. oh dad maybe calm down a bit yeah. and even the mom gave him a look like dude <laughs> sam <laughs> takes sweet little johnny to a snowboard shop and the snowboard owner is the most cliche like skateboard dude. surfer like just bro and it was delightful With the soul patch he got so excited to he find knew who out johnny tsunami was yeah he was just pumped. He was like, Johnny Tsunami is my idol. I don't know why he's working in a snowboard shop when he's clearly meant to be a surfer. But, <laughs> you know, you live your life, dude. <laughs> well, Sam teaches Johnny how to snowboard. And there's a pretty sweet training montage. Yes. With awesome guitar riffs and Scottish music. Mm-hmm. And a lot of falling over. Mm-hmm. But getting back up. Exactly. That's, That's what counts. It's followed up with a cool secret handshake. Ooh, yeah, the across your <laughs> chest, grab hands, bump thing. Uh-huh. Well, Johnny gets pretty good at snowboarding. You know, he learns. But he learns something else. The mountain is divided. We have the rich, snobby side who skis and the snowboarder side. Never shall the twain... No, that's not the right word. (laughs) Never shall the two sides cross. It's basically the same plot as Romeo and Juliet from here on out. Yes. Including the the murder-suicide. Oh, yeah. That explains a lot. Um, Yeah, the the (laughs) mountains can't mix yeah. and we don't really know why aside from some racist slash classist stuff again but we go back to sam's place and he's a pretty cool guy we find out that his dad is in the military and he's had to move around a whole bunch he tells johnny he's like don't worry about it i was the new kid everywhere so it's not so bad not so bad um yeah so then sam goes to johnny's house and they watch some surfing vids and bond and it's cool yeah. They're they're real best friends. BFFs. War life. And you can tell that Johnny was kind of jealous of Sam's and Sam's dad's relationship. Where they're able to like hang out and just be comfortable with each other. 
versus Johnny's dad, who's like just progressively getting weirder. We go back and we're at school and Emily is kind of upset with Johnny because he's snowboarding and we don't snowboard, we ski. That's just how it is. And he's just flaunting it, like carrying a giant snowboard throughout <laughs> school. I love how he's unlocking his locker and it's kind of meant to imply that he got it from his locker, but like it's twice it the fit. size. It would not fit in there. They're TARDIS Every- lockers. <laughs> just like put it in it just drops in the void and when you need it back you just he's yeah. so good and he's so in tune with snowboarding that he can just summon it kind of like harry wow. potter in the fourth in the fourth <laughs> book yeah accio snowboard yes emily joins the urchins in their little snowboarding <gasps> sesh and Gasp. she attempts to snowboard she sucks she almost dies because she sucks. Oh my god! It does not go well. There's a lot. Like in most Disney movies, there's like this fake sense of danger in this one. Like it starts off with Johnny almost drowning and then goes to him on the mountain getting pushed over and almost dying by trees. And on this one, they're like about to literally fall off a mountain. And they're doing these crazy jumps. Like you can break your neck. You can break your back. You That's how you know you're an adult watching here. a Disney movie is when you're like, your bones, child. Your bones. <laughs> your bones. I know you're still flexible, but your bones. <laughs> yeah, they're literally hanging off of the side of the cliff. And Sam tries to go and help her, but he falls down as well. And they just happen to land at the same spot. It was super convenient. Very convenient. But uh, Johnny is rises to the occasion. And he snowboards down the hill to find the nearest security slash. What what's the what name of those called? people? I keep wanting to say Coast Guard, but I know that's wrong. There's <laughs> there's a name snow for the people. Guard. Snow Guard. They guard the snow. They get help. Is the point. <laughs> get some help. And it's good. Good on like Johnny's a very good kid. He does physical activity. It seems like he's doing okay in school. When people are about to die, he says, "Hey, this isn't like I need to get an adult." Like, good. Yeah. It's amazing. That made me wonder though. Like, if you go snowboarding or skiing, are you supposed to have like some sort of gear with you that like you can use in an emergency? I feel like most ski slopes. In places like this they have like very defined areas like like roped off like this is the hill that you go down and unless yeah. you're a professional you're not going where there's steep cliffs that you're gonna fall off of oh so they find someone who can actually help them he throws down a rope and they pull uh emily up first and they just push sam off and he dies oh uh, basically he's like barely hanging on and they and instead of helping him right away, they just like hug it out and they're like, Are you okay? Well, she's still like hanging over the edge of the cliff. Like, just pull her up, okay? Uh, so dad and Johnny have another little quote heart to heart type of moment. And in this one, dad compares Johnny to grandpa, and Johnny's like, Awesome, cool. Instead his dad's like, I didn't mean that as a good thing. Which yeah. again is just him being a dick about grandpa. This is after they kind of get in big trouble for Emily almost falling off a cliff. I mean, you know, understandable. He kind of makes it sound like Grandpa made somebody else nearly fall off a cliff or something, but as we learned in the beginning, Grandpa only saves people, so... 
Johnny's sad because he's like, dad loves work more than me. And I don't even think it's that. It's like, dad legitimately belittles me constantly and makes fun of the only person I really, really bond with. Yeah. Who happens to be family. So you should be really happy that that's a thing. It feels like a lot of projecting onto his son. Like, he wished that he could go to a private school and learn more to make more money and to be more successful. So he's pushing all that. We get to go ski boarding again. Ski boarding? It's because it's both of them. They run into each other on the mountain. Oh, this is the conflict. They get into a little, like, an actual fight, and... Yeah. It's, like, Johnny actually starts bleeding. Oh, gosh. Johnny gets in trouble for the fight and the blood. In real trouble. The principal's like... Well, the principal blames Johnny and says, I heard you started it. But realistically, Johnny went to the school. He's been kind of trouble already. He didn't want to adhere to the dress code. So I don't think it's too far-fetched for him to say, like, this seems like something that he would do based on the knowledge I have of Johnny so far. I mean, we kind of get a hint that he might not have the best intentions when he says, like, just ask your daughter, you know, who started this. I was just defending myself. And... The principal kind of just ignores that. And also, he goes on that weird rant of like, you know, there's two types of people in life. You don't want to be one of those urchin people. You know, you have all the resources here. Like, you could do good. So, Johnny gets put on probation. He does. And at this, the mom, too, like, when the principal was like, oh, those urchins, the mom was like, whoa, this is like, you could tell she was uncomfortable with him talking about other people on the other side of the mountain as like lower class people. Yeah. Like you could tell the mom was upset. She's like, this is weird. I don't agree with this. I think Johnny, you know, is doing great here. Things get worse for poor old Johnny. His best friend and the only person that he's really connected with um, is Sam and Sam has to move away. Unfortunately. Sam's dad promised him they'd be there for a while, and Sam's dad is breaking promises left and right. It, it's clear what the next thing to do is. Grandpa said that Johnny's welcome back whenever. All they have to do is leave a note on their laptop and then go jump on the nearest plane, who knows where, and randomly somehow get to Hawaii by That's what themselves. what happens when you get on a plane. I love that they snuck onto a plane on the military base. Because apparently that's notoriously lowest security. Right. Like American Airlines, whoa, whoa, we won't let you on this here plane. But the army or whatever. Did we ever find out what branch of the military his dad's in? He was wearing green. I think it was meant to be like army, probably. Oh, yeah. The army is just like, yeah, whatever. Couple, couple of kids. So dad calls grandpa and he's all angry and this is after Johnny and stuff got there and it's such a long flight. How long did it take them to realize that Johnny was gone? Several days. <laughs> like, hey, wait, it's been quiet lately. And the dad's like, I haven't felt any unnatural hatred in a second. Where's Johnny? <laughs> oh my god. Well, to be fair, Johnny was grounded, right? So maybe dad it's was just like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Sam's dad should have known immediately. Like, 
his buddy in the army would have been like, hey, I think I saw your son sneaking onto a plane. But they kind of pretend for a moment. They're like, where would they go? I don't know. <laughs> Before they finally call Grandpa. How funny would it have been if um, the plane wasn't going to Hawaii, so they end up somewhere like Oklahoma, and they just like call their parents and they're like, um, so we tried to do a thing, didn't work out, please help me. <laughs> like, Honestly, that's what it would be. So mom and dad are totally cool with Johnny being gone, and they don't get in any fights, and they totally see eye to eye. What? <laughs> I think we watched a different movie, Lori. Yeah, this is different. No, they they have a, a, a problem, and Grandpa makes it even worse by saying, like, no, I'm not going to send them back. Like, they came all this way, and sending them back would just make it worse, like... Obviously, they have something to figure out here. Grandpa's kind of overstepping, but at this point, it's pretty clear that, like, Dad's just being really irrational. Yeah. And if Johnny leaves and goes back home, he's probably going to join a street gang and, like, just fall apart and drop out of the school. Urchins. And, yeah. There's obviously something going on. And I think Grandpa knew. He's like, Johnny's a good kid. He's going to know the right thing to do isn't to like escape to Hawaii and just try to live your old life again. And I think we see that because uh, all of Johnny's old friends are there and he kind of he like doesn't want to hang out with them. I mean, he wanted to hang out with them, but you could tell he didn't feel the same about it. He's like, well, no, Sam's here. I'm, I want to teach him the way he taught me how to snowboard. Yeah. He's moving on in his own way. I think maybe yeah. I, they moved so quickly. And Hawaii from to Vermont such a shock. And mm -hmm. he didn't really have time to process the fact that, like, he would still get a life, but just a new one. And this was him kind of, I think, accepting that. Grandpa drops some sick wisdom about how life has both literal and metaphorical waves. Beautiful. It was... I teared up. And they were, like, walking by it. the ocean and... Grandpa ends up going back to Vermont and escorting the boys back to the mainland. Only after they decided, like, that was the right thing to do. And Dad is not happy that Grandpa is there, which, hey, he brought back these children who shouldn't be on their own because they're clearly fight flight risks. Yeah, he was unnecessarily aggressive about Grandpa being there. Dad and Grandpa have the heart-to-heart -heart of the movie, which is kind of funny because... It needed to happen with Johnny and his dad. Instead, it happened with Johnny Sr. and his son. Mm -hmm. Like, it focused on the adults' relationship a lot more here than most of the Disney Channel movies do. Johnny takes Grandpa snowboarding, and he is just amazing at it. He's the best. Of course. It makes me wonder if he had some secret life. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Does this mean, like, he already had a snowboard that he's been sneaking off to the mainland and snowboarding all this time? Like, in the off-season. Like, the mainland. Yeah, and, like, Johnny's, like, where's Grandpa going in the wintertime? And Grandpa's, like, bye, oh. I have to go take care of my second family. Oh, maybe this is why he has a strange relationship <laughs> with his son. It all makes sense. The skiers come and they pick on him again. So they have to yeah. have a ski boarding <laughs> duel to the death. Oh, Grandpa totally sets this up. He's like, this is the chance for Johnny to, like, get the medal in his own way. Eat my powder, skiers. That's what snowboarders say. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely what snowboarders say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah, and he gets to <laughs> do this giant race thing. It which again reminded me of Brink. How at the end the two main like the bad guy, the good guy have this giant race. I just know there were some sick guitar riffs in the background. And he's like flying everywhere and they're like poking him with his ski stick and they make marshmallows. Yeah. They make marshmallows, they hug it out. Johnny wins, gets the medallion, and Grandpa almost gives him the medallion, and then he's like, hold on, Emily. And then Emily gives him the medallion instead, which was pretty Yeah, that cute. was weird. I thought it was cute. I don't know how I thought about that. I thought, I thought it, was, it like... was weird. I thought it was weird, too. <laughs> <laughs> the way I saw it is, like, the whole time, Grandpa's, like, this big influence, and it was kind of like him letting oh. Johnny have his own life separate from him. Sure. Okay, that's a, a good way to see it. Yeah, I thought it was weird that Grandpa was like, I don't, maybe Johnny and Grandpa had had a conversation about Emily before, but it seemed odd mm -hmm. to me that Grandpa looks down and sees like this rando girl and was like, hey, you want to give him the medal? But, so the dad's had this huge change of heart and he's like, yo, everyone party at my house. Him and Johnny are getting along a lot better. Which isn't saying much, but it is a genuinely happy You can tell. Basically, we find out at the very, very end that the obscenely clean cut and the obscenely hippie ski shop and board owner or brother owners are brothers. And they basically caused this huge divide on the mountain. It's like class battle. Which seems odd to me because it felt like the way the skies and the urchins talked about it, it sounded like this was like a generations long divide, like a thing that has always been you never cross, but... It's only been around for, like, what, 10 years? Like, yeah. Surely they could remember when the mountain was united before. <laughs> so before we get into our Disney Channel original movie reviews, I believe that we should read an IMDb review. Except Ooh. this time they were all lame, so I went with a Rotten Tomatoes one from Brian Ooh. W. Okay. Hmm, he gave it five stars. Greatest movie I have ever seen. The imagery is immaculate. And the acting is second to none. I am a better man, nay, a better human after watching this film. The way Johnny Capahala seizes the day and learns to do to outdo his opponent after only weeks of training goes leaps and bounds over what is expected with your runny, run of the mill yeah, what is expected with your run of the mill Disney movie. I want my future kids to watch this film and their kids after them. I can think of no greater rite of, rite of passage than to watch Johnny Tsunami mount the slopes and thrust himself into the podium. No film better. Five out of five for this timeless masterpiece. What Aww. would you guys rate it? I would give it a solid seven. I liked okay. it. I liked it. I think if I hadn't seen Brink before, I would have liked it more because it felt like the mm. same movie. But it... I loved Brink, and so I can't really fault this one for following the success of a Disney classic. I think I give it a 6.5. It was still pretty good. It had good messages. It had, you know, the fun contrast between Hawaii and the snowy mountain. And, like, the character learns and grows and changes, so it's not a bad movie by far, but... To me, it was a little anticlimactic, I guess. I'm going to go with, like, a five. I just watched it right before we were recording, and I already 
I feel pleasant. Like, I feel like it was a pleasant thing to watch, but I don't really remember. I mean, we just discussed it for a while, but, like, I don't think I'm going to remember it after we end this conversation. It was a little, like, relationship drama heavy. Cool. So I think that's all we got for Johnny Tsunami. We have the tsunami is over. We're all good. The next movie is Genius. I'm not, I don't have high expectations since I don't remember it at all. And since I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it being played on Disney Channel. Like, they play Johnny Tsunami all the time. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at Genius. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movie, you can find us on social media or email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Later!